everyone and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira and I'm Em and it is the most beautiful Sunday morning to be filming a podcast. I've got myself a coffee on FaceTime with Em and it is just chef's kiss. Could not ask for a better morning. So with that in mind. <laughs> I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're turning well. into TikTok. I am. I literally am the girl whose personality is becoming TikTok and I need to stop it because it's not funny. It's not an identity, Kira. (laughs) Please, don't say that to me. I'm nothing without TikTok. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, back to the podcast. So, would you like to kick it off, Em, with your weekly high and low? Okay, so both of these are food-orientated. Okay, so the weekly high is that it's just been such a good weekend of food. So on Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, me and some of my friends in the Rule of Six, we queued up and we went to a food market. It's like an outdoor kind of situation where you can order drinks and loads of different food stores to your table it's so nice they had heaters outside and I had mm. this made you really jealous didn't it this made it you did, like yeah. reconsider where we want to go for your birthday but I had like yeah. these oregano garlic parmesan fries oh my god just saying it out loud just that sounds just it. incredible yeah and then like a tomato like it was like a pizza but without the cheese because I just really like it from there I think it's really nice um yeah. so that's and then I had three different flavors of gins eaten this mango and passion fruit and cherry bakewell so that was a good food Ooh, evening cherry yeah. bakewell. i know it was nice mm. uh and then i was about to say i was about to say something else but actually that links to the theme of our episode so i'm okay. gonna say it now uh and then yesterday after we went to the gym me and you went for coffee and cake and we tried mm. these vegan cinnamon rolls where was it from again it was from a cafe called gron it's like g-r-o with an umlaut and then M. Ooh, so i did not like... know that that was called an umlaut and that's the German lessons coming in handy. Wow. <laughs> Learn something new yeah. every day. Yeah, and Kira got a cinnamon one. I'm sorry that this is probably going to be in your weekly roundup too, so I've just told it. Yeah, that was um, my weekly yeah. roundup. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then I got one which is like a caramel blondie, which is like, oh, oh how nice was it? If you want it to incredible. see what they looked like, because it's worth it, I posted a reel with them in on my Instagram, mm-hmm. at the little writer M, and it's worth going to be the reel. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like You'll get food envy. <laughs> and then my low of the week is food-orientated. I went round um, to my social bubble's house. One of my friends lives on their own, so they are our bubble. And I went round to his house last night and we were making fajitas. And so he's just moved out from a different flat. And in his different mm-hmm. flat, he had a cheese grater. <laughs> and in this flat, he, for some reason, just didn't bring his <gasps> cheese grater. Oh, I wanted no. cheese with my fajitas. He doesn't like of cheese. Course. And so I had to... <laughs> I mean, I didn't have to. I could have. I could have just put slices of cheese in my fajita, but I chopped up the cheese into tiny. (laughs) Like literally, he took a picture of me like chopping up into tiny, tiny strips to look like grated cheese. And I feel like that was a low because not the most productive use of my time I've ever, I've ever gone through. But I mean, was it worth it for the fajitas though? Well. We both agreed that it looked like grated cheese, so mm-hmm. I'd consider that to be almost a weekly high, but the process was a weekly low. <laughs> Absolutely. I can feel like that was like a little throwback to what life was like before someone invented a cheese grater. That's why someone invented one. <laughs> yeah, but before someone invented a cheese grater, would you have the expectation of grated cheese, or would you just not even think about that? And would well, you I'm just guessing like cheese? someone must have been like, I want some finely shredded cheese because that's just so much more handy to sprinkle on something. And then, then that they created a light bulb the, moment yeah. and they were like, grater. But um, up until that so, moment, I highly doubt people were chopping up cheese that finely because they wouldn't yeah, have even I mean, known the benefits time. of grated cheese. <laughs> if I didn't know that grated cheese existed, I'm not sure that I would even have thought of it. Also, I apologise for my sniffing. Hay fever's hit me like a ton of bricks this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i do feel bad for you i hey fever in summer is my identity <laughs> oh tiktok's your identity hey fever's mine <laughs> <laughs> i definitely would take mine for yours yeah i would too sniff <laughs> Lol. well uh, um, should i do the rest of my roundup or do you want to do your weekly you can Ooh, um, i mean let me just like, throw yeah. in my high and low yeah, yeah. Do it. because we've already kind of touched on my highs my high okay. was without a doubt, the cinnamon roll from Gron. I saw it on Friday as I was just walking through town. I saw in their window, vegan swirls, two for five pounds. And I was like, oh my God, I need those swirls in my life. So I sent a picture to Em immediately. I was like, this is where we're going after the gym on Saturday. And we did, and I got a cinnamon roll. I decided for my first trip there, because it's gonna be just the first of many, to go for just the classic cinnamon roll. And then next time I'm gonna try either the caramel blondie or the biscoff oh, one. Oh, the caramel blondie, just, honestly. Yeah. 
I have been to heaven and it was grand. (laughs) (laughs) So that was undoubtedly the high of my week because it was incredible. The bread was fluffy, cinnamony. There was an incredible glaze. The icing was so sweet. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) And we just got to sit outside on a bench in the sun, drink our, well, I had a coffee, you had a hot chocolate and just live our best life. So that was definitely the high of the week. Now the low of the week is kind of a bit of a... Half of a low, half of a high, because the low was that by Wednesday I was struggling to walk because this week Em and I went to the gym. We joined a gym that was brand new. Well, Jay joined it with us as well, actually. We've been doing trio gym sessions. Um, and um, I did a leg day with Em on Monday, which was great. I woke up on Tuesday morning feeling fine. My legs didn't hurt. But for some reason, I then decided to go do a second leg day on Tuesday on my own. You are wild. And then by Wednesday, I was like, why did I do that? That was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my whole life because my legs were so stiff. I felt like I was walking with like sticks attached to my legs so that I couldn't bend them. <laughs> and it was just awful. So that was kind of a low because it was painful, but a high in the sense that I was so glad to be back at the gym. And the leg pain after the first couple of leg days is always the worst it's going to get because your muscles are just shocked. So yeah. I know that it's that's the lowest point and it's only going to be up from there. So there we go. <laughs> I would like definitely agree with that being like a low and a high. Obviously, you are much more of a gym person than I am. I used to be in university, but really let it slide. And I've never been the type of person to use like, what do you call it when it's not like a free weight but it's those machines that do your muscles is that still weight just yeah just weight machines yeah weight machines i've never been, like used them before so definitely it shocked my muscles to the extreme um <laughs> but i've really enjoyed getting back into it it's so nice to have some sort of routine and some sort of reason to like get outside of the house specifically when you work from home like it's nice to have outside activities mm-hmm. um it's nice to be able yeah. to be indoors with you <laughs> I know, what a treat. (laughs) Because obviously we can't other than that. Um, And yeah, I just really like going to the gym with Kira. And that was going to be in my roundup as well because Kira is much more knowledgeable and I feel like I'm learning the best things to do at the gym. So therefore it's a much more enjoyable Mm. and like confident experience. Yeah, I feel like I kind of just winged it with the gym. Me and Jay were like, we've been going to the gym for on and off for like quite a few years. At the beginning, we were both just like, no idea what we're doing. Did not want to touch free weights. Absolutely terrified and all of that stuff. And then we just gradually built up the knowledge. And then last year when I did my yoga teacher training, I obviously did a lot of anatomy study, which obviously was for yoga, not for like personal training, but the anatomy of the body is the same no matter what you're telling someone to do. So I feel like it made a lot more sense than like what I was doing and how I would split the workouts because I just had the anatomy knowledge yeah. there. No, I really <laughs> like it. I feel like I'm learning a lot and it's more of like, I think when I used to go to the gym and it became at times unhealthy, it was more of like a just going to the gym and looking at the machines and like the calorie count on the machines and just doing mm. cardio and that. But now it feels like I'm doing just like a really positive exercise and I like yeah. know more about what it's doing for my body which I think is a really good way to do it I'm very glad Yay. you're my gym buddy so that was in my roundup too and then I have two other things to mention and so okay. I have two other things then we'll do the rest of your roundup and then I want to finish this roundup with a joke <laughs> okay <laughs> I've got you. wow okay <laughs> I saw it on TikTok so I hope you've not seen it too but it really made me laugh um okay. so in terms of the rest of my week I feel like uh, it, for those that didn't know, I work in charity marketing and this last month or so we've been getting ready for a new campaign launch um, and actually the end result of the campaign and the process leading up to it, it just reminds me like how fulfilling charity marketing is and I was watching the end result of what we're going to launch and I was just crying at my desk and like feeling really grateful Aww. to do the job that I do because it's, I love marketing, I love social media, I do a lot of social media in my job and but I love like the side of it that's charity based just as much Mm -hmm. as I love the marketing based side of it. And I never expected that I would go into charity marketing, but I just realized this week how much I do love it because I think it's just so suited to me and it feels like I'm able to make a difference somehow, even whilst doing like the skills that I don't, you wouldn't normally associate with that kind of, like when I do like other influencer, like social media bits, I don't think of them as like, making the 
charitable Making impact. Making a difference. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess they do make a difference in the fact that when I scroll through Bookstagram, people make a difference to my day and it's definitely mm-hmm. leaves an impact yeah, it's and it's a positive one. But, yeah. but charity marketing, I've just really, really been appreciating this week. So that's been good. And then also I've been on such a memoir kick lately. I just can't Ooh. get enough <laughs> of memoirs. So I've just finished like earlier in the week, Wild Game by Adrienne Brudeur, which I'm definitely lending to you because I think you'd really I'm enjoy excited. it. All about a... Com- Did I talk about this in last week's po- podcast? I don't know, but I can't remember what you said about it. So just okay, okay. Can you fill me in. <laughs> and it's about a... So it's written by Adrienne Brudeur, who is coined as Rennie in the book. So I'm going to talk about her as Rennie. And that when okay. she was 14, her mother began an affair and chose Rennie as the sole confidant. So Ooh. at this kind of really identity-forming time in her teenage years she was unable to focus on her own identity growth and her own individual identity because it was so tied to her mother's and they have a really complex relationship. It was one of the best memoirs I've ever read. Really enjoyed it. And then later in the week, so now I'm about a third of the way through The Education of an Idealist by Samantha Power. And Samantha Power Mm -hmm. was uh, an Irish immigrant. She moved from Dublin to the US when she was young. Then she became an activist and war correspondent. And then she was, I think it's the, the youngest US ambassador to the UN and she was part of Obama's administration so she's had mm-hmm. such an interesting life and that's just what it's just what I love about memoirs and that one fits really in like into my niche of female political memoirs so nice. been on a memoir kick I just love them I feel like it really makes me appreciate fiction and fiction makes me mm-hmm. appreciate memoirs I just like getting the balance right of fiction and memoirs and it's just been a good reading week how about your yeah. week um, well, my week has been pretty exciting. I feel like it's been a week of just like getting back on track and I yeah. feel like not to be overdramatic, but my life has purpose again. Not that, you know, I was having a bad time before, but as I've mentioned lots of times, obviously my work is also in marketing, but in the tourism and like visitor attraction sector, which means that we've not really been doing that this year because of the yeah. old Panny D. So, um, <laughs> Panny D, never heard that before. <laughs> but basically um been on and off in work but a lot of the last year has been spent on furlough at least partial furlough so I've been not working at all since January which is when the third national lockdown started in England but this week I got to go back to work for the first week I was only working two days um and it was very much just like two days of getting caught back up trying to like settle back in figure out what my priorities are and all of that kind of stuff I think I'm going to be moving back up to a few more days um over the next few weeks until May when attractions are actually allowed to open again but obviously not quite so impactful as like charity marketing but it's really exciting to be like working up to relaunch and I think it is going to be really nice to like help to welcome people back into things that will yeah help bring like life back to normality like days out with family and actually being able to like do things that are not just like essential is really yeah. nice and I would say I that like... it is just as impactful as charity marketing just in different well, ways yeah in different ways definitely obviously yours is like actually genuinely like helping people with yeah but I think moving back to normality things. but yeah I think it's definitely impactful and I think you know as we've seen in the last year those things that we maybe would have taken for granted just like the simple ability to go out for a day with the family or do something just for leisure is something that I think we now will recognize as being so important to like what feels like it makes life not worth living because obviously that's a bit dramatic but like you know all of the like little bits that build up to a really fulfilling existence and I think that is definitely something that I'm recognising more of being back at work and it's just been so nice to be back at work, catch up with some colleagues, although it's very odd because we've got some people working some days, some people working others and it's all a bit crazy at the moment, but still excited to be back and just like have that direction and purpose and structure. And then alongside that, obviously being back at the gym has been giving me that little structure again. So I feel like I'm just the last like month since moving to York I feel like has been a holiday I've been like settling in trying new places exploring new things all of that kind of stuff which has been amazing but I feel like by the end of it I was like I'm so ready to be doing something productive again and that has happened now which is super exciting and then not to be one of those people but (laughs) I've also been over the last few days this week been working on a new little project which I'm excited I'll for this. be 
officially launching next week so I'm not going to fully mention it now but I will say that I have been working on it getting stuff set up and filming things in preparation for this launch that'll be coming next week actually on Wednesday when this podcast goes live so by the time we record next Sunday I'll be able to tell you guys all about it but yeah it's been exciting and I I just feel like it is (laughs) (laughs) of course you do (laughs) um and yeah it's been productivity getting back on track and I just feel like it has like breathed a new life into my soul I just feel like I'm back on it on the ball yeah I totally get that when I was on furlough the first time um it's it's hard not to feel like a bit directionless like I do yeah I think there's a big like a lot been a lot of debate probably more in the first lockdown than towards the back end of like whether it was worse to still be working and working from home or whether it Mm. was worse to like be on furlough because I remember in the first lockdown I was living with my cousin and she was working from home and I was on furlough and I think there's a side to both of it like I think a lot of people might see furlough as like time off but it's actually really difficult to find purpose Mm -hmm. like and it's when you're so used to structure in the office to then working from home and then on furlough for a bit back to working from home working in the office like I've been in and out of the office in and out of furlough like for the last 12 months so it's like not even just necessarily doing one or the other but doing like a massive mixture of all of them and like I feel like there's definitely benefits to both obviously would not have expected to have had this much time off over the last year and it has given me the opportunity to work on projects like this podcast and like building up my YouTube channel and dedicating more time to it than I would have ever had time to before when working nine to five in the office but equally very much ready to be back at work now yeah I feel like you're clearly someone that like thrives with structure and so there are difficulties that come with not really knowing what the structure of your life is so absolutely like completely valid so is that the Mm -hmm. end of your are you ready for my joke I'm ready for the joke. <laughs> if you've already heard this before, I'm going to be really disappointed. Okay, let I me really don't know what right. it's going to be. So, okay. what's the difference between a dirty bus stop and a crab with big boobs? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's okay, so one's a crusty bus station and one's a busty crustacean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, a busty crustacean. That's your new nickname. It's like the most stupid joke, but it brought joy to my day, so I hope that like it's brought joy to anyone that's listening. Just imagine a busty bus station. Don't imagine a crusty bus station because that's gross. No, that's not quite nice, but imagine a busty crustacean in a crusty bus station. (laughs) We like to definitely a tongue twister. Stupid frivolity. Is that how you say that? frivolity frivolity? Frivolity. Frivolous. You know, like living frivolously. Yeah. What's the itty word? <laughs> I feel like you just froze and I don't know what you're saying. So, Fri- frivolity? frivolity. I think it is frivolity. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed the frivolity. That's not a word. We'll roll with it. <laughs> Shall we move on to the it's main theme now? <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to this week's main section. This week it was Kira's choice, but before I ask her to introduce it, I'm also going to request that she sings the song that she just sang to me in the break before we started recording this section. So over to you. Just to preface this, I'm not a singer, so (laughs) please don't judge me. Come and give us your unpopular opinions. Something up till now that you've been scared to say. Hey! And that would be when you'd give us an unpopular opinion. So, clearly, the topic of this week is unpopular opinions. Song brought to us by Greg James from the Radio 1 Breakfast Show because unpopular opinions is a segment on his radio show. And I always used to enjoy listening to that when I would drive to work. Obviously, haven't driven to work for a long time now, so that's an... A relic of the past for me, but I then recently listened to another podcast by Nana Florence, which is Growing with the Flow, and she recently did an Unpopular Opinions episode, and I just thought it was really fun to have like a bouncing back and forth 
between the two of us just chatting about some unpopular opinions and very excitingly also asked you guys for some unpopular opinions on Instagram and we have a few of those to react to at the end of this segment as well. I'm so these are all just going to be I'm assuming just like quite silly nothing too serious. I feel like I've got one that here. is quite serious. Oh I'm excited for that but yeah just a bit of fun obviously no offence intended if you have a different opinion to us or anything like that this is all just a bit of fun and just like what we like but you know each to their own you like what you like we like what we like and with that said (laughs) do you want to kick it off with your first unpopular okay okay let's go right my first unpopular opinion is that sparkling water is lovely uh, <laughs> I love you it. are it's gross. so refreshing. You are disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was funny. I just think okay, so it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not refreshing in the slightest, in my opinion. I feel like it tastes like salty water, like the kind of thing that you just like um, rinse your mouth out with if you had like an <laughs> ulcer. Like it does not taste refreshing, and. I just would much rather have... I actually have the preference of slightly warm tap water. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. So it's scientifically proven that it's easier to take in like lukewarm or like room temperature to warm water because that's the temperature of the inside of your body. So I genuinely find that if I'm drinking cold water, I can manage like one or two gulps max. Whereas if I'm having warm water, I can drink like gallons of the stuff. And I think that's also probably influenced by my mum because she drinks hot water only. Oh, so like... Crazy. <laughs> You can back yourself up with science all you like, but you're still a wrong'un. Sparkling water, cold bit of ice, slice of lime or lemon. Chef's kiss to uh, to copy your saying. Absolutely not. I refuse you to use chef's kiss for such a thing. <laughs> okay, hit me with your unpopular opinion. Okay, so the next one I've got is that ketchup is the only condiment worth using and it goes with every savoury meal. (laughs) I'm going to need you to expand on that and define every savoury meal. What about sandwich? Yeah. You would put ketchup on a sandwich? I would. I've, on many an occasion, done, like, ketchup in the sandwich, bit of cheese, bit of salad. Just, like, I mean, ketchup with spinach. Yeah, I've seen Kira do that. She literally puts ketchup on a piece of spinach and eats it raw. She's a wrong'un. Ketchup, bit of spinach, mm, mm-mm. And there's just literally not... I, I would never go as far as to say ketchup with sweet food, but ketchup with... I can't think of any savoury dish that I could not have ketchup with and it would make the steak? dish better. <laughs> I mean, I don't eat steak, but in my opinion, steak's like a burger. Burger goes with ketchup, ketchup goes with steak. <laughs> I was just trying to catch you out with a vegan thing. <laughs> I do like ketchup, I will agree. It's the king of condiments, the queen of condiments. So no, let's make it woman. Um... But I do like honey mustard, and I will die on that hill. Honey mustard goes with a lot of things, too. I can't say I've ever had honey mustard, and now, obviously, as a vegan, could not try it, because honey... I guess I could make, like... I wonder if you could do, like, a maple mustard or something, Mm. like, an agave Oh, my God, I would be on that. that train. Yes. Yeah. So, but kind of related, I'm not going to make this a separate point, but whilst ketchup is the only condiment I will have any time for mayonnaise Ugh. should be banned yeah no it I should agree. be struck off of the face of the earth like it should be i can't believe it like i live with no i don't live with them i have previously lived with my family obviously and <laughs> um my dad and my brother uh such mayo people Ugh. and so it's kind of weird when we have like pizza as a family I will have, like, an insane amount of ketchup and so will my sister with our pizza, whereas my dad and my brother would just, like, put mayonnaise with the pizza and I'm just like, you're putting me off my food here, Steve, because it's just unacceptable. Yeah, I don't like mayo. I've always thought it's a bit rank. Ew. Carrying on the food trend, I will say, Mm -hmm. I think Biscoff and avocado, not together, just separate food items, are Mm -hmm. rank and I wish they didn't exist. Okay, We've talked about the Biscoff thing. Yeah, that's why I included it in a double whammy. Every time you say it, it kind of like chips away at how much I like you. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, if we're ever in a circumstance where there's something Biscoffy, that means that I don't have to share it, which is unusual because everyone loves Biscoff. So actually, I take that back. I disagree with you because 
I love it so much, but I will accept that it's, you know, maybe overused. I think it's just because, like, I still like the Biscoff biscuits. I still will eat them with a coffee. Like, if I get Mm. them on the side of coffee in a cafe. Cafes. Yeah. I miss sitting in a cafe. (laughs) Um, But everything being flavoured with it is just not my vibe. But, yeah, I feel like we can Mm. skip over that one quite quickly because I've already already talked about that. But avocado. um, I have to say, I don't... I, avocado is something that I'm really ambivalent towards. Yeah. Like, I absolutely don't think it's the best thing that ever graced the earth. And avocado toast, I think, is really boring. Uh, who wakes but up in the morning and thinks, you know what I want for breakfast? A vegetable on toast. toast. I know it's a yeah. fruit, don't come up with that. But it's a vegetable at heart, really, isn't it? <laughs> I just feel like avocado in certain things, like, say, if, like, smashed on, like, a wrap as part of, like, fajitas or something like that, that I can so go through it. Accept. Um, but it's certainly not something that I, I don't agree with the hype, but I don't hate it either. Okay. So. That's fair enough. We we can agree on that one. We won't hate each other Mm. on that one. (laughs) The friendship survives. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my next one is something that I know you don't agree with. Okay. And that is that dog earring books is way better than bookmarks. Right. Okay. I don't use either. (laughs) What do you use then? I just remember the page number I'm on. I'm <gasps> what the hell? I do have bookmarks. I just forget to use them. But the um, memoir that I'm reading at the moment, I'm showing it to you here on FaceTime. <laughs> I've kind of like bent yeah. the spine because it's such a, like oh, a yeah. chunky book. And I'm really enjoying the fact that it looks a bit worn. So I might be coming ra- more around to your dog earring ways. I'm, I don't feel as yeah. angrily about that one as you think, as you thought I would. I just, I'm always anxious if I borrow a book from you. I'm like, I need to return I mean, yeah, if someone else condition. makes it worn, I'm like... So, like, I have never even considered not cracking spines. It just happens. So, like, that's natural to me. And then I've just literally never used bookmark except for if I'm borrowing someone else's book because I dog ear the pages. It's the easiest way for me. I don't have to carry anything around. I have to worry about losing a bookmark it's easy and then when I was at uni and I would be maybe like getting the bus to and from lectures and stuff I'd be doing reading on the way but I didn't have a highlighter or didn't want to get one out on the bus I would do a like big fold equals where I'm at in pages and then a little fold at the top of the page equals there's a quote in the first half of this page that I want to come back to and highlight or use in an essay and then little fold at the bottom of the page means that there's one in the second half it's just, oh my it's god foolproof pattern i just don't see what the issue is <laughs> i mean i like that you have your own system i think that makes you unique living the best <laughs> life uh but i personally wouldn't do that but i actually feel i'm as i get older i'm like moving more towards the making your books look loved but only by yourself if it yeah. comes back borrowed and it uh, looks like that then you know the friendship should be over so mark my words <laughs> I, know, I am very don't careful mark my page <laughs> okay yeah I feel like I wasn't as against that one as you thought I was going to be. How about yeah, this one? I'm surprised. Harry Potter's overrated. Okay, right. That one I can agree with. Right. If, right. So, obviously, I, as a child, was a big Harry Potter fan. I feel, fan. Like, I need, I feel always... like I need to just chip in here and say I've never read it and I've hardly watched it. I've just watched bits when it's mm-hmm. been on the TV. So, I'm, I've just never yeah. really engaged with it. So... I was a big Harry Potter fan as a child. I didn't read the books when I was younger, but my mum told me that, like, me and my brother, super hyper, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but that Harry Potter was the first film when I was, like, four or five that we actually sat down and watched, and she was like, what is going on here? They're actually watching something without, like, wrecking the place. So (laughs) that was exciting for her. Um, And then ever since, I've just really loved the films. And to me, the films have just, like, something of, like, a nostalgia about them. And I just love to return to it as, like, a childhood favourite. The books I only read in, like, 2019 for the first time. And I kind of did that because of Booktube. And I feel like because of the hype around them. Um, And so... I don't mind the books, they were enjoyable, but I don't have the same connection to them as I do the movies because I'm not looking at them from like a nostalgia point of view. Um, And I do have a couple of Harry Potter things, a a Slytherin hat and a... um, Don't get me started. Headwig mug. (laughs) 
So, and I, I definitely enjoy, like, I think I love personality quizzes of any type. So I feel like the house quizzes are fun to do just because it's fun to see like what what you're gonna go with however I think there are people who make it like an inherent part <laughs> of their personality yeah. which is like calm down everyone I think I, I was just never really I just I just missed the boat with it then I took a quiz out of interest and got Hufflepuff and was just mortally offended and then JK Rowling is just a wrong one I keep saying wrong and that's my new yeah. word of the episode but JK Rowling is incredibly wrong-un. problematic we do not stand and so that combined no. Um, yeah, I was just like, I might have considered reading them, like, just because everyone else was, and I felt like I was, you know, missing but out, now, but now that she's just horrid, to be frank. Yeah, it's unfortunate that she has turned out the way that she has. Um, still love the films, and if they were on TV, I would watch them. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna be purchasing any more of the books, and I do think, obviously, with anything, it's always a bit odd when, like, people get so invested in something that that thing becomes part of their personality. And I feel like then, especially if you've never consumed a thing at all, it's like, Jesus Christ, what is going on over there? So can agree that yeah. by some people it's definitely overrated, although definitely a childhood favourite of mine. So yeah. yeah. I love seeing people love things. I love it when people get passionate about things. So don't get offended if you're a Harry Potter no. fan. Um, it's just never been my cup of tea. I feel like I just missed the boat and Twilight was more my era. But yeah, next Ugh. unpopular opinion. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I actually never have watched or read Twilight, so that's. I feel like, like maybe we need to do that. <laughs> I can't say it's overrated because I don't know if it's overrated because I've never read it or watched it. But it just for some reason. Well, I just said that about Harry Potter, and I've never read it or watched it. Yeah, that's true. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> I just I've not felt the uh, the urge to read or watch it. So, okay, moving on my next one is that baths are overrated and not just because mine leaked through the ceiling and caused us to have a power cut um, in the last couple of weeks well yeah that would put you off baths but i completely agree (laughs) i prefer a shower so much i like love a shower but i just a bath i get way too hot way too quick i feel like i'm Mm -hmm. just sitting there doing like yeah, I'm, not I'm just like my time productively because I don't do want to take do? a book in there in case I drop it yeah I'm completely oh, on God, the same yeah. wavelength mm-hmm. so like when we first moved into this house in, in the middle of March our shower wasn't actually working properly like the temperature gauge was broken so we had to get showers for the first week because we had to no that's wrong we had to get baths for the first week <laughs> until the shower temperature was fixed and Jay and I are not bath people at all. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than the shower at the end of the day. It's just, like, so refreshing, relaxing. I just love it. I could probably spend a long time in the shower. But in a bath, I just feel like people are like, oh, my God, just settling down for a nice evening bath. And then I'm just like, but when you get in it, you're what like, you oh, that's nice for, like, two minutes. And then you're like, well, what am I doing here? And it's not practical for actually washing yourself. Yeah. Certainly or washing not your for hair. washing your hair. Yep. Jesus Christ. No. I had to get Jay to, like, jug my um, suds off my head. <laughs> jug the suds off my head is not a really good phrase, but <laughs> with a jug, <laughs> I, I needed like him to help me <laughs> rinse the shampoo and conditioner out of my hair because I literally could not do it myself. So baths, overrated. Yeah, baths I don't find them particularly relaxing. And um, especially now that a bath has tried to sabotage my house absolutely against them 100% 100% absolutely <laughs> right okay so we're 15 minutes in what do we want to do go for the fifth one on our lists and then do a quick fire of the go for the fifth one and then let's react to some of our listeners okay so my last one is the phrase treat them mean keep them keen I hate it Ooh. I hate it when did it become like socially acceptable and like funny to be nasty to someone in order for them to like you more and I'm not saying that I disagree with the fact that it works because I have a habit <laughs> of going for the men who treat me mean and keep me keen but I just think it's so sad like it's not funny I feel like it's Why, the like, adult version of pulling pigtails in the playground yeah and also like on a, like a deeper scale like when did we not like when did we move away from just telling people that we like them or enjoy their company like when did it become something where we have to be mean and like pretend we don't like people (laughs) emily out signing out that is not (laughs) a take uh no i feel like that's very true i feel like potentially that phrase just sounds cool yeah it's like it's got sounds cool but i feel like i feel like people do practice what they preach yeah i don't know if it's just like 
generation upon generation of just like bad practice and the fact that it genuinely does work and something in the human psyche actually like when you don't show someone a massive amount of affection <laughs> it like makes them like it's like an elastic band isn't yeah. it like you pull yourself away and then they just like twang towards you because you're like please love me yeah. i'm not so, saying um, it doesn't work <laughs> i'm saying it's sad so yeah it is it is not very nice but i'm sure psychologically there is some yeah it's like it must be like the subconscious version of like well i'll show them what they're missing out on and then it generally does work so i agree not very nice and i feel like probably causes a lot of issues in like trust and also just like prevents you from being happy for longer than you need to be because like if you yes. just both were up front like you could just be happy what happened but, to being up front you know. when did being up front become embarrassing I know people are silly man but um (laughs) that's 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 that (laughs) okay final one okay so the way I've written this down (laughs) on my notes is what even is sushi (laughs) oh my god I so agree with you I you would have to pay me serious money to get me to eat raw fish there's just no way I'd go near it even just raw rice not exactly yeah so it's that's the thing is obviously i've never eaten sushi with fish um and now vegan so i'm not gonna do that but vegetable sushi has no appeal to me at all if i want rice i want it to be like hot fluffy served with some kind of like curry or chili or something delightful um and just really nice like hearty whereas i just feel like cold rice doesn't appeal to me in any way and i don't think it would leave me satisfied at all no, and I know it's probably like super healthy and everyone likes it, so there must be some benefit in yeah. there. Like maybe it is nice, but in terms of appeal and desire to try it, I have zero. So Yeah, I agree. If I'm gonna have rice, I want it with a katsu curry from Wagamama's. I don't want it cold mm. with some seaweed in the middle. Yeah, see seaweed I feel like I could enjoy on like a salad, like mixed in, because I, I can like appreciate like the salty and crunchiness and all that kind of good stuff but all of the elements that are involved in sushi i just think i would prefer served a different way that makes sense yeah i agree totally agree okay okay moving on to the quick fire reacting okay let me get the list ready okay starting with I hate it when people get judged for not liking a particular book or type of book. Like when someone doesn't get the hyper fantasy, people have different tastes. Completely agree. Everyone has different reading tastes and that's why there are so many genres and people that hate on other people for reading certain types of books get in the bin. Absolutely. I just don't understand what the issue is because someone else liking something doesn't mean you have to like it. So if someone likes fantasy and you don't like fantasy, just don't read fantasy. Boom. Boom. Bish bash bosh. Next one. Summer is overrated. (gasps) Actually, right now, prior to maybe the last two summers, I might have agreed, but since summer has, in the last two years, signified a relaxing of lockdown rules, I live (laughs) for summer. Get me in a beer garden. I'm such a cold person um, all the time, like, as in, in my temperature, not in my countenance. I'm really nice and friendly, I promise. But in my, yeah, I'm always body temperature cold, like, no matter how hot it is. So the warmer it is outside, the more chance of me actually being comfortable. So summer, if it's warm, I'm happy with it. I wouldn't necessarily say it's better than any of the other seasons. I like spring, I like like autumn, I hate winter, but summer, I don't think is overrated because I love the sun. Yep. Okay, next up, we have The Queen's Gambit TV show is overrated. Um, I watched four episodes and then never went back to it and never felt the need to, so that's my answer right there. And in contrast to that, me and Jay watched it over Christmas and New Year and both absolutely loved it, so I really enjoyed it. Next up, for you, this is one that you'll agree with, avocados and iced coffee are overrated. Avocados, hate them, why would you have vegetable on toast in the morning? Iced coffee, nice in the moment, but I feel like my insides don't don't like iced coffee. Mm, yeah, avocados, we've obviously said, are overrated. Iced coffee, I enjoy um, if it's super hot outside because, like I said, I'm super cold generally, yeah. so iced drinks, usually not. And it has to be an iced mocha. An iced latte does nothing for me. It has to be an iced mocha. Oh, no, I love an iced latte. An iced latte with vanilla syrup. Mm. However, like I said, super hot because, like, if I make a cold smoothie at home, I will then also make a hot drink to go with it because I have to balance the body temperature inside. Oh, you're such a weirdo. (laughs) Okay, this one has actually triggered me, made me feel upset and all kinds of things. Okay. This says... (laughs) 
milk first, then cereal, and then let the cereal sit in it until it gets soggy. Ugh. <laughs> okay, so I'm not a cereal person at all. I think I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I've had it in the last year. Um, but I totally disagree with you. Cereal first, then milk, and don't even put the lid on top of the m- milk again because you need to eat it that fast. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I purposely seek out cereals that are the crunchiest types of cereals possible um i was absolutely outraged the other day because jay likes shreddies and on the box of shreddies it says never get soggy i'm like that's a lie because shreddies get soggy as soon as they see the carton of milk they don't need to touch it so absolutely you need to put the cereal in to establish how much milk you need and then literally just like you said don't even stop just throw it in your mouth as quickly as possible so that you get the crunch (laughs) okay Next up, we have one that I definitely agree with. I think you will too. Some classics are only classics because they're old, but some are dull. (laughs) Well, I'm not a classics reader in the slightest, so I agree. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like definitely not all classics are good. Um, Obviously, again, this kind of comes back to you, though, not judging people for the different tastes in books and like what I find dull, someone else might find really interesting. But having read a fair few classics and obviously done an English literature degree where we had to read a range of books, there were some that I literally wanted to like gouge my eyes out to avoid (laughs) reading because it was so boring. And then others that I think are really interesting and that you can see how that book might have like sparked a whole genre or a whole trope and all that kind of stuff, which I think is interesting. But on the whole, not every classic is good just because it's old basically so yeah yeah okay next up we have a rainy day is better than a sunny day oh ah, i don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i love them both equally but i have to be in the right mood i don't know like a sunny day instantly boosts my serotonin i think i might have to vote sunny day i think basically on like i'd say 90% of the time, I would rather a sunny day. And then, like, speckled throughout the year, a few super rainy days where you can sit inside, enjoy the rain on the windows, drink hot drinks. But if I have a long line of sunny days in a row, I'm never going to be like, God, I wish it would be cloudy tomorrow. Whereas if there's several rainy days, I'll be like, please, someone get the sun to come out because I'm bored of rain. So, rainy days on occasion. Okay. Next up, we have... Colin over Cuthbert. Oh my god, don't even get me started. This has taken over the past week of my life. My <laughs> my group chat with my housemates is just a constant stream of Colin updates. I think Aldi <laughs> have been getting away with this for too long, copying things. I think Colin is the original and the best, and Colin has been wronged. Were you expecting ooh, ooh, ooh. such a strong response from me? Then? I was not, to be honest. I so. love Aldi, but they've gone a step too far. I think it's obviously difficult and I I mean I don't really get like why it's specifically Aldi that's been targeted when every supermarket has a caterpillar cake. Yeah I don't Um, know that. And I did see a very valid point which was that it's ironic that M&S who are an elite like um like higher value like expensive supermarket essentially have chosen to specifically target the supermarket who's like purpose is providing good food to families who maybe can't afford more expensive supermarkets and it's a bit dodgy that this like really rich supermarket is kind of targeting someone that helps like maybe poorer families afford to get the same kind of cake for their kids and so on an ethical level I think it's a bit dodgy um in terms of having eaten them I've never had cuthbert <laughs> make me so... look like a horrible person <laughs> Um, I do think Colin probably tastes superior and I have had a Colin caterpillar cake and he is lovely Um, but I have been enjoying the marketing yeah the marketing makes me think it was all staged if I'm honest and we talked about this at work and delved into the legalities of this I think the reason it's come up now is because the Colin the caterpillar like legal brand is due for renewal or something like that and so it's sparked because of that but honestly the social media marketing makes me think it was staged either that or they've like taken to it really really well because they've done a great job but either way (laughs) caterpillar cakes for everyone um next up we have going out out is not fun oh okay so i feel like after lockdown ends i'm gonna need to go out to a club once to get it out of my system and remember why i hate it but i really do enjoy is going out like, so going out out, is that clubbing? Is going out going for a drink in a pub or a bar? Because I enjoy that a lot. Mm, I don't know. I feel like going out out is more like the vibe of, like, getting ready and it's, like, a whole night of it and, like... Well, if it's a club, you know, I agree. 
If it's a bar, I don't agree. Uh, I agree, no matter what the con, like <laughs> whatever the context. I agree hundred percent. I am like not into going out out. I can appreciate like an occasional trip to a nice bar, but I don't like drinking, so there's that. And then I also just like my best out is going out to a cafe. So like, it's out out is just not my vibe. <laughs> So next up we have Turkish Delight is the best chocolate. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna... No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I would say that I have been wronged by the Chronicles of Narnia film because I think that was the first time I came across yeah, Turkish Delight. Yeah, they made it Delight. out to be a really tasty They treat. made it look beautiful with hot chocolate and I was like, that looks incredible. I want to try that. Disgusting. What I absolutely will say not. is I don't think Edmund's ever tried a bar of dairy milk. Otherwise, his no, reaction to Turkish delight. Like, he was obviously a child of, you know, like, he was, what's it called when they were, like, evacuated? Like, you know, he was a child of an era that was, you know, difficult. So, chances are, his access to sweet treats was probably limited. So, yeah. anything tasted good to him. Okay, next up, we have American pancakes with bacon and maple syrup are better than English crepes. Agree. I love a stack of fluffy pancakes. Crepes on pancake day always. Anything else on pancake day no. is just wrong. Um, wrong. But yeah, wrong. fluffy pancakes, bacon and maple syrup, maybe some strawberries in there. Love. Mm, yeah, so I agree with American pancakes. Not bacon, but definitely maple syrup and berries. And I never make crepes. I think that they can just, you know, go jump off of a hill for all I care because I've never had them. I never enjoyed them. Don't vibe. Cool. So the next up and the last one is weddings are a big waste of money. I'd rather plan an expensive honeymoon trip. Oh, okay. So I actually disagree. When I get married, if I get married, uh, I want. <laughs> I wouldn't say like I want luxury things like the food and the decorations, but the idea of like everyone coming together from all different walks of life, the people that you love, to celebrate something positive. I think we all need a bit of positivity. So I'm for it in that sense. Mm, I agree with this person completely. <laughs> I knew you were I just, say that. When I think about like things to spend money on, a party is so far down my list. I would, if Jay and I were ever to get married, we would, I think both of us agree that first of all, a big group of people, not something that we're interested in. The concept of a first dance literally makes one to like, just curl up into a ball and die. Like <laughs> kiss at the altar, I think I'd be too shy to do. Um, and just all kinds of things. So like, I think maybe like a very small, close family, couple of friends ceremony, probably abroad so that we don't have to invite loads of people. How um, <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be involved. And um, then yeah, um, a honeymoon, some traveling, that kind of thing. It just seems like a way better use of my time. And like, I think I would look back on those memories more fondly than just like, oh, I wore a fancy dress and had to be the center. We so a disagree party all day. here. Yeah, I just I couldn't agree more with this person. Yeah, so that was the final unpopular opinion. I feel like this has been so much fun getting a few things off of our chest. Yeah, and just you know. I think my favourite phrase was, it makes me want to curl up in a ball and curl up in a ball and die. (laughs) On the fence about it, I feel like I've been very dramatic in this episode. I'm clearly feeling flamboyant today. Um, But (laughs) with that in mind, let's conclude Unpopular Opinions and head on over to the Agony Ant section. Woohoo! Okay, so moving into our agony ant section. Today we've got a question that is about something that I don't think we've actually talked about in too much detail, at least not in recent episodes, and I think we're both quite excited about it. So hand over to Em to introduce the question. Yeah, I was really excited to see this one. I like monitor the agony ant inbox that we have, the anonymous kind of form, the Google form. Mm -hmm. Um, And I messaged Kira when I saw this one and I was like, oh, I'm so excited (laughs) to answer this. Because I feel like I'm actually quite surprised that we don't touch on this topic more. I feel like this, like in the roundup, it was kind of the first time I've touched on it in a long time. Um, So this Mm. is about the fact that we both work in marketing, which is a massive part of our lives. and something that is, I mean, we both do pretty much the exact same industry. So this question yeah. says, hello, ladies, you both mentioned that you work in marketing. Could you tell, could you tell me what your daily responsibilities are and what aspects of office work you like and dislike? Thanks. Sending love and hugs. Sending love and hugs right back to you. Yeah. Have some love and also some hugs. <laughs> um, do you want to head, kick it off or do you want me to? Okay. So I'll go first. Maybe we should 
start by saying which type of marketing we work in. I feel like we've touched on that. So obviously I work in charity marketing um, and you work in... Tourism. Tourism marketing, which I feel like a lot of people approach marketing thinking that the job's the same wherever you work, but I actually don't think that is the case. No, I think your principles and obviously like various skills are going to be very, very similar that you have to apply and you could definitely switch industries. But I think it's often quite common for people to, in the early stages of their career, specialise in a certain industry and grow in their expertise in that area because it is different wherever you're applying it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think when I came into my job in charity marketing, it's marketing, it's my first experience in a professional marketing capacity, even though I would say I did a lot of marketing when the book came out uh, as an author like yeah my social media platforms there that is also I would say a type of marketing that I've done um but when mm-hmm. I look online I see like for example we were just talking about the Aldi team and how much fun they've had on yeah. social media with the marketing of kind of the Colin the Caterpillar versus Cuthbert the Caterpillar drama mm-hmm. that kind of social media presence is very different to what I do in because working for a charity there are a lot of like language guidelines and things that you can and can't say and things like that so I think a lot so I think some mm-hmm. of the specifics of working in different different sectors in marketing do differ yeah um, so I work in charity marketing and my role is a digital marketing assistant which essentially means that I help out with a lot of the digital marketing that was the most obvious thing I've ever said but <laughs> mainly social media like social media is my responsibility and so I do a lot of mm-hmm. coming up with the weekly plan weeks in advance of what we're going to post on all of our different platforms um, and then scheduling yeah. in all those posts writing the copy for them and also monitoring how well they do and using that to inform how we then take our social media presence to the next level Mm -hmm. um but then I also do things like helping out with admin helping out with to produce webinars or helping sort through the kind of marketing inbox and also updating things Mm -hmm. on the website and putting events on the website and writing bits of copy for the website and things like that so my main day-to-day we do like every single week people talk about the three things that they're working on that week and social media is a very constant like thread in what I do like it's my main responsibility but the kind of admin tasks change from day to day um do you want to talk about what you do before we talk about maybe what we like and dislike yeah absolutely so I kind of will preface this and say that I've done a couple of different roles but in the same company so I started working for an attraction which was the Emmerdale Studio Experience as well as the Emmerdale Village Tour and Coronation Street the Tour so those are um attractions that are managed by the company that I still work for but were in collaboration with ITV because they're all ITV TV shows and the role that I did within that company was a digital marketing executive so quite similar to you my responsibility was managing our digital activities that was predominantly social media but also email marketing campaigns um and like oh um, I forgot to mention that I do that too yeah (laughs) and ads um including PPC working in collaboration with agencies to create the copy and content for like larger scale ads that we were paying for um and just generally keeping up with making sure that we were selling tickets because the I don't know at least I feel like that's a big difference between the two of us is that because I work yeah. in an industry that is e-commerce and we're like selling a product my deliverable is to make sure that my activity on digital marketing and then social media is generating income and so I'm trying to sell things and so that's basically what all of my my essential responsibility is to sell tickets through digital activity and so how I do that is kind of down to me but it's mostly social media and then in March well February of last year so kind of just before the pandemic started um, I moved from the Emmerdale studio experience which was an attraction managed by the company that I work for to their head office and my role now is a group marketing executive so that means that I work in collaboration not just with one attraction but for all of the attractions that the company owns working with their marketing managers to support them on loads of different digital activities so a lot of it is similar to what I do but um also like managing more like paid ads and um sort of putting some more like technical things together I guess helping them with updates to the websites and also some more like practical things like I have been populating an image library which has like all of the up-to-date images that can be used for marketing for all of the attractions and things like that um as well as creating an internal newsletter to keep everyone up to date Mm, nice that's me I feel like the thing that when you go into marketing the thing that change like the skills you need and the skills you use are kind of the same and Mm -hmm. apply 
to most roles but the thing like you say that alters and changes is what you are trying to sell so for example you just said Mm. that's for tickets for us that's like we're trying to sell our is it is sell the right word we're trying to get people to be aware of the fact that they can apply for us to help them so we're trying to get them aware of the fact that we can help them there are times where we are trying to raise money for example if it's a fundraising social media post then that will be measured Mm -hmm. in terms of like donations that we get but in general it's like measured in terms of how many applicants we get on the back of the social media presence Mm -hmm. so I think the thing that does change is what you are trying to sell what you're trying to promote on social media but when we compare our like weekly tasks a lot of them can be the same yeah it's like the basic like if you put them on a list a lot of like marketing job adverts like sound very similar in terms of your responsibilities and duties but how you put that into practice will be very very different depending on where you're working and what the company is so is there anything that you like or don't like about the job I feel like in general, because I got my first marketing job, what I will say is that there is a difference between us in like the position that we have. So a lot of my, like I'm an assistant, you're an an executive. So there is a difference um, between like not only what we get paid, but also like the responsibilities we have and like the kind Mm -hmm. of how much we can decide about what we're doing. So there is differences there. Yeah. I think because I got my first role in marketing at a time when because obviously I was on furlough last year, then I lost my job, and then I was job hunting for a long time. Every time I come across a part of the job which might not be as fun as others, I remind myself how lucky I am to have it and how much I wanted this (laughs) job. And so, I mean, that might wear off over time, but at the moment, there isn't much about this job that I dislike. Um, Obviously, I think social media is where I have the most autonomy and where I'm given the most responsibility um so that is my favorite part of the job it's also the thing I went in like the thing that made me realize that I wanted to go into marketing was social media and how much I love using social media as a tool uh so that Mm -hmm. is definitely my favorite part I also really like the fact that it is quite a I love my team that I work with and I think that we're all Mm -hmm. quite creative and it doesn't matter what position you have you feel free to come forward with your ideas and your ideas will always be considered and listened. That is not something I could guarantee for every marketing role. I think that's just the luck of the draw and I've been very lucky with my team. Um, Mm -hmm. But social media is definitely my favourite and obviously little admin-y tasks are probably my least favourite. I don't particularly love email marketing. (laughs) I don't particularly love like, um, like uploading things to the website that's just kind of like more of a what's the word for it it's just like the same mundane task like and mundane admin tasks obviously I prefer where I can get creative where I can bring my ideas to the table but I think that's to be expected I also kind of do this is a working from home dislike more than a job dislike I can't wait to meet colleagues in real life and to you know bounce Mm -hmm. ideas back and forth off each other in the office we've talked about working from home before I think there's definitely a room for a hybrid of working from home and working in the office but it's been hard to completely learn a job and learn my first marketing professional role from home and not be able to ask people like questions as easily so I definitely Mm -hmm. I think I would like to go into the office yeah absolutely um in terms of my likes and dislikes obviously creativity definitely at the top of it and with that in mind I also have a really great team and in the role that I work in now which is a group marketing executive I have my central team who I work with like on a day-to-day basis they're like people who I would actually be in the office with but then as part of our wider team at the company there are marketing teams across the country at various attractions that we are constantly on zoom calls with and I feel like the room for collaboration in terms of like creativity is something that's really nice and I just feel like that's where really great ideas sort of come from um I particularly enjoy like marketing for like special seasonal events which obviously we get quite a lot of in tourism and so I find Mm -hmm. that quite fun um what's not necessarily my least favorite but what's harder is that in tourism you know that like there's ups and downs in terms of like there'll be peak seasons and then lower seasons and so it's generally that in the lower seasons we don't have as much exciting stuff going on because people aren't gonna you know come to it out of term time especially like January February that's always like a dull period and so just in general it's less fun then because there's less uptake less engagement all that kind of stuff but on the whole I really enjoy it and I feel like I work in a place where my role has a lot of variety which means that it's difficult to get bored because there's always something different to sort of focus your attention on yeah we were talking about that at the gym yesterday weren't we I feel like 
the both of the kind of sectors that we work in there's a constantly changing like tasks and constantly changing mm. campaigns and appeals and things like that and yeah. it does keep things exciting i think marketing you could literally market anything so i feel like we're quite lucky to be marketing I mean, things. everything is marketing yeah. yeah like everything needs it so, so i feel like we're, we're lucky. lucky to be in you know yeah variety is the spice of life and we're both in roles where we can be creative there is a variety of things that you are marketing um mm-hmm. yeah if variety is the spice of life, then we are super spicy. <laughs> yeah. Fat. <laughs> so I feel like we'll leave that there because this has been a long episode. But we do think that maybe we should be talking about marketing a bit more. So please let us know mm. if you want to... Thank you for asking this question, whoever asked this. Yeah. Um, because absolutely. it's made us realise maybe a gap that we could be filling. Um, so let us know if you'd like a marketing <laughs> episode and we might ask for questions, I think, on Instagram when we do yeah, this episode. Yeah, if there's anything specific that you'd like to know more about because, like we said, we can talk about marketing professionally as well as, obviously, from more of a, like, influencer. I'm doing inverted yeah. commas there. Please imagine yeah. that. Influencer standpoint of, like, creating your own platform platforms and marketing them which is a very very different yeah and so, also about getting into be it because i think more. it's did i just overlap yeah. because of the delay in our facetimes i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> uh, i feel like it is because it's so broad a lot of people want to get into it and so it can be quite difficult to get into so we could talk about that as well mm. absolutely yeah so let us know if you want us to talk more about that and if you do then we will be having a question sticker where you can ask your questions thank you so much for mm-hmm. listening please let us also know your pop- unpopular opinions because they are yeah. so fun and we will absolutely. speak to you next week <laughs> yep amazing thanks guys see you next time Ooh, she is a singer after all <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>